if threads takes off and you're a real estate agent, you should start consuming this content to see what can I do with this, mm -hmm. right? Instead of being a curmudgeon like Shane, who just says, screw this, it's not going to work. <laughs> Welcome back to the most underrated podcast on planet Earth, aka The Walkthrough, where we bring in top industry professionals each and every single week to educate you on this week's trending topics in real time, in real estate, and also here to, to entertain. What's better than learning and laughing? I do not know. Nothing. My name is Dan O'Neill, and speaking of entertaining, educating, and good-looking, as always, I am joined by my co-host, the Broke Agent, a.k.a. Mr. Eric Simon. Eric, how are you, and how was your 4th of July? It was fantastic. I went to the beach in Santa Monica. I tanned front and back, so I'm crispy on both sides for the first time in like six months. I shaved, so I'm feeling mm. fresh, I'm feeling bronze, and I'm ready for mm. the second half of summer. We have a killer squad with us. Shane let's and Paige, let's go. Let's go. Uh, we need to talk about the back tanning maybe after this, uh, after this Zoom because I feel like that's a little weird, but let's, let's continue on with the show. Speaking of independence and the 4th of July, we have the Sauvignon Blanc drinking veteran who is absolutely in one. If you're not following him, you need to immediately, like literally stop this podcast and go follow him. We have from the Space Coast, Mr. Shane Bergman. Shane, I miss you, buddy. How was your 4th and... As always, thank you for your service. Yeah, no, thank you guys for having me on, uh, Eric. Thanks for letting us all know that you shaved uh, whatever yeah. portion of that body is you're talking about. Uh, but Fourth of July is always a real special holiday for me. You know, obviously as a veteran, we celebrate it, and I think it was the first year where I was able to actually like truly enjoy the fireworks. I think previous years it was always really just. It sucked because I had uh, either dogs that had really bad separation anxiety or babies, and it makes that holiday just like really hard to celebrate and this is the first year where like my kids were into it i didn't have that dogs no longer in my life and i can kind of get get around and and i see the allure of uh launching off fireworks and literally blowing away your money <laughs> well i'm happy you got to finally enjoy my brother and also today we have one of the top marketers in the country and i don't throw wow. that around loosely yeah i don't throw that around loosely <laughs> uh joining us on today's show constantly innovating inspiring and selling what appears to be every home in in utah we have Miss Utah Paige, Paige Steckling. Paige, how are you and how was your 4th of July? Um, it was good. I was telling you guys, and thank you, by the way, that, that's a lot to live up to on, on the marketing um, side there, but I appreciate it. Um, my 4th of July was good. I feel like I kind of dropped the ball. Like I was telling you guys with my kids a little bit because they're like old enough. They're like, where's our fireworks? Like all these other kids were like blowing off their own. And I'm like, we're just going to sit in the car and watch them. So next year we're going to step it up. But um, it was fun. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, listen, today we are talking Instagram's newest feature. I mean, my, AKA the bane of my existence already threads. We have 12 newbie agent behaviors and how to finish out the year strong marketing of the week and much, much more. If you're watching this, this is about to be a 10 out of 10 episode, a 10 out of 10. Make sure you like and subscribe and buckle up. Okay. Topic number one from Tom tool and the BAM staff. It is halfway through the year. Are you, are you, on track to meet your sales goals. The first half of the year is over. And while most are out vacationing and celebrating, I, aka Tom, looks at this time of year as something a little different. Uh, and I quote, it's a time of year to evaluate how the last six months went. Typically, you'd like to see 60% of your business pending and sold by the time you hit June 3rd, June 30th every year. When you evaluate where you are mid-year, there are three possible outcomes for you for how you're tracking toward your goals. You are either ahead, behind, or on pace. Those are the three buckets and you are all, us all, are gonna fall into one of them. There's really no in between. Sidebar, while this article has to do directly with sales and transactions, your goals don't necessarily have to be measured solely on that. This could be a content related goal, this could be family, personal related goal, this could even be organizational goals, doesn't matter. But this article specifically is in regards to sales. So step uh, away and evaluate yourself and your business and determine what you're tracking and how you're tracking. The biggest problem that Tom says is most agents don't even track and measure. So they have no idea what is going on in their business. So these three pillars, number one is what to do if you're ahead of your goals. Tom said, number, if you're ahead, congratulations, way to execute on your plan. You might wanna consider upping your goal a little bit. And he's not talking about just upping it for a few weeks, 
but increase a short-term goal. So this could be close one extra deal a month uh, over the next 90 days, take three more listings and keep the momentum going. The second bucket is what to do if you're on pace for your goals. And Tom says, if you're on pace, I have a few questions for you. Did you consider the seasonality of your market? Do you have to make adjustments to account for the seasonal flow of business? And how can you improve and make more appointments or set more belly-to-belly meetings? And the third one is one that there are a lot of people in this bucket if you're behind on your goals. So if you're behind, the good news is there's 180 plus days left in the year. So you do have time to catch up. What Tom hears a lot of people say is, well, I'm just trying to sell as many homes as I can. That's not a plan. As many as possible or as many as I can is not a plan. That's not specific. It's not measurable. It's not time-based. You want to have smart goals, <laughs> specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based goals. Did Tom uh, trademark that? Because if he didn't, I'm about to. So if you are pacing behind, determine your goals for the next six months. You need a plan, right? Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Tom Brady went out there with a game plan, right? He didn't just go out there and, and sling it, right? And win four championships. He had a plan. Shane, I will start with you. Which bucket do you fit into and how do you track your numbers? Well, it's the first year. Uh, so I've been doing real estate eight years and this is the first year that I'm actually behind. Uh, so I am, I am not at my goal. This is going to sound like an excuse and I'll do some cover up and I'll let you, and I will address your, your question. But for the first seven years in my real estate, I set goals that were like in my mind, I, I was pretty confident I could get them. And each year I increased from a marginal amount. I never wanted to really like push it too far. This is the first year that I pushed my goal so far out. It, it was almost unreachable from like the beginning of the year. And, and right now I will, I'll let you know I'm at 40% of my overall goal, um, which from a personal sales point is 50 million, just independent sales on that. So 40% of those sales, uh, you know, it's not a good position to be in, but it's one of those, like, I'm pretty consistent with my production. I don't have like the ebbs and flows that most real estate agents have. And I'm, I mean, maintain consistency pretty well. Uh, from a tracking standpoint, I meet with my team. Uh, we we actually meet every two weeks and talk about production, where we're at, what we're doing. And then each quarter we go, go over a review. Our MLS has a really good uh, saturation analysis too that will demonstrate all of our agents' production. So I can even look up other agents and kind of see where they're at. I can look up my own individual agents, my own production, and then track that. And then two other pieces I use too. So our CRM does a really good job at tracking the the data and analytics. And then I also implement Google Forms for all of my buyer and seller leads. And I've talked about this with you guys before on, on my own channels. But what that does for me is that allows me to aggregate data from everything about the, the buyer, where they're coming from, the price point, when they're looking to purchase. So I can really kind of like anticipate what my sales would look like for the year. So it's a combination of those three things is how I track. Uh, but but the, I'm, I'm behind. Yeah. And I mean, Shane, there's nothing wrong with setting your goals high and then having to adjust, right? We all know that you're working. Um, I'll, I'll come back to that page. Which, which bucket are you in right now? Well, I will just start by saying I am Tom tools, like nightmare of an agent. I would be kicked off of his team. If I was on his team, I keep track of everything right here, but, um, I should track my numbers better. Last year. I didn't even know what I did. My husband actually added up my numbers for me. He's like, you did 30 million last year. I'm like, that's sick. That's awesome. I'm like, I'm doing 50 this year. So I, I would guess I would probably about, I, uh, you know, I don't think I'm halfway, <laughs> but uh, 39% for me, when I'm like specifically <laughs> tracking my numbers, like, um, I get a little bit salesy. Like I get this, like, oh my gosh, I have to sell more. Like, what am I doing? I try to shift my energy to like, Hey, this is so cool that I get to like connect people with their dream homes or like get people the most money for their biggest financial asset. So when I'm in that energy, I enjoy this business so much more of just like being able to connect people with the right home. Like I wouldn't want to, you know, sell somebody a home if it wasn't right for them. Like that's just not good karma. That's not what I want to be in this business to be doing. Um, so I definitely think there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's different, there's not only one way that everything should look like, whether it's like a relationship or tracking your numbers or how you do this business. Um, so I definitely naturally always have that energy of like, okay, what's next? Like we got to constantly be going. And before, um, when I was, you know, before I got bigger in the industry in Utah, I did, I had to make my calls, but I more still made it about just checking up on people and Hey, what can I help you with? Um, so anyways, I am not a tracker. Um, but 
if and don't, when. Don't show this to Tom Tool, man. He will have a, he, a heart attack. I know. Just somebody <laughs> can block you on Instagram. That guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. If and when I start building a bigger team, like obviously you have to start doing that kind of stuff. It's just me, a buyer's agent, and like an assistant right now. So um, in the future, mm. we'll uh, we'll start going more that direction. But last thing I will say, my goal has been to do less and delegate more so that I can like give better service to my clients. And I've been good at doing that this year. You but should I mean, get, like, get your assistant to track that page. I, that's what I have my assistant do. She tracks all my sales and puts it on a spreadsheet. And I, and it only yeah. started to make sure that I was paid for that shit. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, well, I closed I mean, that. I was like, it, I never it, saw it in my bank. I don't know what's going on. So she started putting it on a spreadsheet. And that's that's why we start tracking it like that. That's amazing. I love that. Maybe I should have her. Yeah. That. But then it stresses me out when and, I start and, thinking about the numbers. Like, I almost don't want to no, know. No, you don't look at it. Let her look at it and just remind you quarterly where you're at, if you're on pace or not. If That's I'm it. not on pace, yep. just like have her start yeah. like telling me to do, like start prepping yeah. some of the, our marketing it, that she does or something. Yeah. It'll, it'll light a little bit of a fire uh, underneath you too. Like I, I was the same way. Like, I mean, I would yeah. even say for three years, I had absolutely no idea what was going on uh, with the business monetary. It was really bad. And it wasn't until I got into the ecosystem and met someone like Tom Tool where I finally started tracking. And like, there will be months or quarters where you're like, eh, we got a problem here because we are way down, which means I now need to double down and work a little bit harder. Yeah. But, or there's months where you're like, wow, I'm doing really well. Maybe I can go away for a couple of days. But if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. And, I, and I feel that anxiety too, Paige, but you're going to get very big. You all, you already are very big. You definitely need to start somehow implementing an SOP to track. Yeah. So I love how he breaks it down of like how many in six months, how many per month, how many conversations, because just having conversations yeah. with people and like offering to help offering your help, you know, that doesn't feel like ick to me, like the boiler room sales call, you know, I hate that. Yeah. But Even having an accountability partner too, like this is another piece of uh, advice here or suggestion. Like I have uh, accountability partners. We do it for the team, but I also have it for myself Yeah, and that's very KPI driven. So if you show up to that meeting and, the four people that you're with did all of their, right? Everything they were supposed to. And you show up yeah. with, with nothing. You're like, uh, you know, you <laughs> kind of, you feel, you feel a certain way. So it, it kind of motivates you and just, it naturally keeps you accountable and it, and it keeps you doing better. Yeah. Eric, um, obviously you're not in sales, but you're between BAM, you're right. Your, your, your goals for the year, content related podcast shows, you've gotten a lot done in the year. When you reflect mid year, are you satisfied with where you are with BAM is like, what is kind of the overall consensus right now? Never satisfied in the content game. There could always be more. So we, we do something in L-Town meetings where we set rocks, quarterly rocks of goals we're supposed to achieve. And we have one for <clears throat> we have one for email subscribers. We have one for YouTube subscribers, BAMX, um, throwing events, digital and physical events, like how many blogs, how many views we're supposed to get on the website, that type of thing. And those are really frustrating goals because if your YouTube subscribers don't hit it, you have to make adjustments. Same with email subscriptions. Like those are our, our main goals right now. What we're doing right now, because July 2nd was the halfway through point through the year, is doing an entire content audit. So we're actually going through all of our shows and seeing, okay, does this one actually convert? Are people actually watching the show? Because we were so heavy on acquisition in the first half of July of let's get creators, let's start shows, let's be everywhere. Let's have this podcast. Let's have this podcast. Let's post these clips. Let's do blogs on Instagram and Facebook and sales and humor and yeah. TikTok trending sounds like we we're everywhere right now. And it's it's time to take a step back and say, all right, let's stop doing the work for a second, not stop doing the work, but let's stop just busy work and actually sit here and evaluate what are people actually reading and interested in? Like, you know, there's 1.5 million realtors. They're not going to be watching eight different podcasts, right? So Let's keep this one. Let's not keep this one. Let's focus more attention on this. Let's do less clips. Are the clips um, actually converting yeah. into BMX subscribers or email subscribers? So we're doing just an entire content on it. And I think a lot of agents could do that in their business too, in terms of is what you're putting effort into actually resulting in something. Yeah. And I mean, you, you like you said too, you're, you're almost doing a deep dive into the business. You're not, you're not stepping away from it or not doing the work, but you're, you're getting organized. And I mean, yeah. I think you, you have to six months into the year, especially with where you guys are at and how much you're doing. I mean, it's, it's incredibly impressive really quick before we move on one piece of advice or, or not one piece of advice, but one thing that you're going to be focusing on for the next 180 days page. I'll start from you just cause you're right next to me. One thing you're focusing on next 180 days. Um, I'm doing client events. I'm meeting with this actually event person tomorrow. Cause I keep saying I'm going to do them. And then I don't do like mm -hmm. actual, I want to do fun client events where like we post about it and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, I want to be a part of that. That looks amazing. And like, 
more people want to come. They want to use us, refer us. And that sounds fun to me. So we're meeting tomorrow to plan out what those are going to be. Nice. Next time you're on the show, we're going to ask you how that went. Shane, 180 days left. What's one thing that you are going to be focusing on? YouTube. I like it. I like it a whole lot. Me likey, me likey. Eric, Excuse one thing like that's so maliciously days. scary. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube. Have, yeah. have you started pushing? <laughs> well, good thing because we actually have a YouTube strategy session coming up with Tom Story. We're doing a free webinar with him uh, July 19th. He's the master of YouTube. One of our goals um, on top of the email subscribers and YouTube subscribers is BAMX subscribers. Of course, we want to get more people onto our platform and community. So if you're watching this, use codes walkthrough for 10% off BAMX, best courses, live streams, and community in the game. We got YouTube courses, Instagram. Uh, there'll probably be one on threads at some point, which we'll cover here pretty <laughs> no, soon. Please, um, no, please, <laughs> unless please Shane no. has something to say about it, but you got to get in there right now. It's the best bang for your buck. It's literally 10 bucks a month. If you sign up for the annual or even less, if you use code walkthrough. So see you there in Bam. Let's go. All right. Use code walkthrough. Let us know which bucket you fall into here in the comments, what you're committing to. Let us know if you're ahead of your goals behind, if you're on pace, let us know if we can hold you accountable to something. I, I lo love when people comment and they say that they're going to do something. And then we kind of call them out or we'll send them a DM. Like we're the accountability people over here. Who would have ever thought we'd be on the walkthrough holding people accountable? I wouldn't. <laughs> Moving on. Topic number two, uh, top 12 newbie agent behaviors that frustrate listing agents. So they have 12 here. I'm going to read off eight from the article. And then I have two of my own because I can do that because I am the moderator and the four of them are kind of silly and very repetitive, but eight that they had mentioned were that these agents do not read, right? So these are newbie buyer agents. And, and this is frustrating as a, a listing agent. They don't know the contract. They don't know or understand the rules. They don't understand fiduciary duty. Uh -huh. Eric, do you know what fiduciary duty means? Yeah, of course. It's the only thing I learned in real estate school is fiduciary duty. <laughs> it's the only word Touché. I know. That riptarian writes, they don't communicate, they don't have adequate training, they don't vet their clients, they don't understand inspectors or inspection reports. And then the two that I added in here are that they don't follow up and that they are not organized. And there are also unwritten rules. Uh, I live in a market where I have New York City, which is very you know close to me, but their rules are just, it's its own world. They don't even write deal sheets. And then I also have the Hamptons where it's like, you, they won't even do a deal with you out there, right? It's, it's like its own separate beast, just 45 minutes left and right. I mean, you're east and west of me. So there are a lot of unwritten rules. And unfortunately, it's not baseball where you can throw a 98-mile-an-hour fastball in someone's rib cage for not following along, <laughs> and we just have to deal with it. But Paige, what are some newbie mistakes that frustrate you when you are on the listing side? Because it looks like you are listing every home in Utah. Thanks. I uh, The not reading thing, I get kind of annoyed at. Like, Every time I get a call, I'm like, oh, do I answer it? But there's been so many times where I answer and it's actually a deal. So I do try to answer it. But then if it's like an agent asking me a stupid question, like, hey, can you send me this? I'm like, it's on the MLS. Like, it's on there. And then they're like trying to chit chat. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Ugh, just trying to get off the phone immediately. But I'm also guilty of that, honestly. So I can't get too angry. Like, I'll have my clients be like, hey, can you call and find out this about this house? And it's like a big house. And I'm driving and I'm like, just calling them really fast, asking questions. And they're like, bitch, it's on the MLS. Like, let's read it. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, sorry. But it's um, a good so, shirt idea, actually. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's yeah. on the MLS. It's a good merch it. idea. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah, I think that that is annoying when I get calls, but I'm also guilty of it. So I can't get too angry. Um, it's, honestly, sometimes though, the new agents, I love it. Like if I'm on the other side with them because I feel like I can kind of take advantage a little bit. Like I had one recently where I was representing a buyer and they were obviously a new agent. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we need these, all these repairs done in order to close. And then like the appraisal repairs came in. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you know, but like you can't sell the house unless they make these repairs. Like they don't even know that like, you can like negotiate. So sometimes it kind of makes it easier on you if they're on the other side. But Obviously, sometimes there's things that are annoying, like if they miss an initial or don't check it right or don't do the addendums right, then you have to go back and fix it. But anyways, I feel like there's pros and cons. Very good. I mean, <laughs> I, I have some, I'll save mine for the end because I'm salivating for this. Shane, what are some things that frustrate you? You're always you salivating. I am. I am. Yeah, I, I have a dual problem. You need to drink some water, man. Such <laughs> It's just my gland image you know? to think of that you're sitting there drooling about the 12 <laughs> newbie mistakes that agents make. Shane, are you Shane. salivating over this? Didn't you just do a green screen on this? 
I did. You man. sent I me this article this... yesterday, so you're you're salivating. You're ju- you're jumping at mm-hmm. the bits here, chomping at the bits. <sighs> I'm chomping at the bit. And and for context, this article was written about two years ago, right? And and I and I think for for context, it, it matters because it was during the the height of COVID. No, it's important because it's still relevant, if not more, to to today, right? So back in COVID, when they wrote that, they wrote it because agents weren't securing deals, and basically that article was written as kind of like a way to educate agents on how to properly present an offer and how to properly do your job. So when I read it, I was like, man, these 12 things are even more relevant now because we, we saw the influx of new agents enter the market. Most of them don't know their heads from their assholes. So it's like, there has to be something out there to sort of like educate them. And so that's how I use that piece of content. Like, Hey, there's 12 things on here, but the things that, that I think you can easily do to enhance your game. So I'm going to, I'm going to go right there with Paige as far as um, reading, man. So I couldn't tell you how many times First six years in real estate, my phone would blow up and it was agents asking me where the disclosures were. Can we show the property? Every stupid question you get, and it's literally on the MLS. So I took my cell phone number off of the MLS and I put in now a, we use Grasshopper as a business line. So any agent that calls or wants to get a hold of that, they literally have to call my business line and press one to talk to a human. And I have this like long voicemail. On it. I get a lot of shit from local agents because they're like, we can't text you, call you for information. It's because 90% of the shit you guys want like if you just opened up your damn eyes, it's there. Like just look for it. Like do your own job. So it really, really frustrated me. And that's I pulled my number out of the MLS and it goes directly to my assistant. So if Paige, if that's something that's like a pain point for you now, that was a good move I did. It saves me so much time uh, because my assistant is the one going through those. Yep. Uh, you would phone be calls. such a mean listing agent to call. I was always anytime I left voicemails <laughs> no. or, or called listing <laughs> totally agents, not, I was dude. always just nervous and rattled anyway. Like the voicemails I left were just always mumbling and bumbling all over the place. But I always got mad. Like Paige said, what if a client says, I want to hear about this property and you're driving around or you're showing other stuff and then you call the listing agent and you got some questions. You're just like, when was it built? What's the square foot? I don't know. Just those simple questions. Like, shouldn't the listing agent just be a little nice sometimes and be like, hey, maybe this person's been on the road. I'm going to answer these questions and possibly facilitate a deal (laughs) with you instead of being a Shane Bergman and being like, oh, it's on the MLS. You can't even reach me. Check my grasshopper or whatever. Like that's on that. I'm all in on. (laughs) Well, because because you're not listing property, Eric, and you probably never did. But the the thing is, when you actually list like a a listing properly. We have on our listing, Ricochet right? Shot. Yeah. A document yeah, tab I've, that has I've not only disclosures for Einstein and, and I answered we, every single phone call with politeness and was like, Oh, thank you so much mm-hmm. for calling. Here's the information you want. It's also mm-hmm. in the MLS instead of taking your approach. Go ahead. No. Well, I never once said that I was not polite. I just said I make it a little bit more challenging for a buyer's agent to get a hold of me. So I'm actually um in, influencing and encouraging them to do their job. Uh, if someone does yes. call me, it's okay. it's always fun. It's if they get my cell phone, it's like they've created this barrier into like this conversation. And I'm not saying it's like from like this high level of esteem. It's like if if they really want to find the information, I just challenge them to do it themselves because we when we list property, it's like disclosures are on there. We have an FAQ form with every question you can imagine. It's on that form. We have a, a property inventory, everything that's conveying. And then the MLS is like fully written. So if there's any questions, 99% of them are there. It's the one-offs yes. where it's like people might not know. Like I can't even give you an example because it's such a robust I can, I can give you I can give you a million examples. And that's why I've been salivating. Yeah. And Eric, like, I don't care if you're on the road. I don't care if you're on a fucking spaceship or you're traveling to Mars. Damn Open submarine. up the MLS, right? I'm not showing time. Don't see, you, All you have to do is read. Built in 1942, 2,000 mm-hmm. square feet. It's all there. The survey's there. Everything that you could possibly need to know about this home, other than the seller's birthday, is on MLS, and I make sure of it. So what I've done now, to be polite, is I have shortcuts on my phone because I have fat little thumbs, right? So if I type in DJ, it fills in my my email. If I type in, uh, we have you know H or something or W, it says mm-hmm. we have offers above asking. Please submit to my whatever. So it, it's the people that they just don't even spend the time. Like they're not in the car. They're just lazy or they don't even know how to read the MLS and they just want to hand it to them. And you got to figure with how crazy this market is and the low inventory. Imagine getting that call times 50. Hey, how old is the roof? Hey, do you have the survey? Hey, did you open up MLS? Did you type it in? Did you look up the listing? Hey, is this property available? Uh, actually, right, no, it's right, been right. Uh, under contract for six weeks. Why are you calling me to show it? Did you even Google it? That's right. what gets frustrating. And that's as a listing agent, like these newbie agents, somebody calls me and says, Hey, Dan, love the content, you know, whatever. I'm a new agent. I have a couple of questions. Sure, my friend, how may I help you? But if you call me, Hey, Dan, this is, I've been in the business for 40 years. Yep. You didn't put in how old the roof is on the listing. Uh, yes, I did. Scroll down. It's right there for you. That's what frustrates me. And there's but definitely a balance. Guys, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 
to, to do that. I mean, and, and trust me, it's not for everyone, but to scale a real estate business, especially if you're very listing heavy, it's just, it would be a full-time job to, to vet all of those calls and, and address all of that information. So like by implementing the correct systems, and for me, that's a business line that's, you know, creating a very robust listing to where most of the questions are on there. And then also being smart about what we put in the agent remarks. We put all the documents to a Dropbox link, all the, all the uh, HOA docs, if there's HOA and any like vital information that needs to be said in there, like maybe if it's a trust and like what happened, you know, if the house you know, if there's like specific nuances to it, the agent remark section is good for that. But that's where it's like the agent actually, if they're looking at the property, they should go through the MLS first, read the agent remarks, and then look at the documents. And then if there's mm -hmm. anything not addressed at that point, you know, reach out. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and I get so many calls, like right now, I have probably about five of people that don't even send me their card. Like, I don't even know where they are. They just go, Hey, Dan, uh, can you call me in regards to 21 Main Street? Who are you? Are you an agent? Are you a buyer? Are you the police? Who, who are you? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that that is incredibly infuriating. And then they'll go in so far as to call my office. So then I have my manager, I have my my assistants, right? Everyone's texting me and calling me. Meanwhile, I spoke to the person 10 times. And the other thing that really frustrates me is every open house that I do, and you got to think we're putting out probably 10 listings a week, every open house that I do, 99.9% of the buyers, they go in there and their agent never called, never texted, never never said that they were sending them. They just, oh yeah, I'm working with, uh, you know, Susie, Susie Joe over at, uh, at, you know, whatever. Well, why didn't that, that agent call me or text me to give, give me the heads up? I just gave you a 45 minute tour as if you were my mother and my father, you know, it would be nice to, to call me then and not to call me, uh, if the oil tank is underneath the ground or if it's above the ground when it's on MLS. So there are many, many things. And I think it goes back to training and just, you know, kind of knowing what you're doing or even writing up an offer. The amount of time, Shane and, and Paige, I'm sure you've seen this, right? Where an agent will send you an offer. There's no pre-approval. There's no proof of funds. There's nothing except, you know, it looks like they, they wrote it with their foot. 800. What does that mean? I, and I think for the record, can we put this out there? Like if you're sending an email, like I think that was one of the things in there about communication. And if you're sending an offer and you send me a fucking link and I have to click that to go to the offer, bro. That's a good post idea right there. And a good Bro. shirt idea too. Dude, no, fucking send a PDF, like please. Like, PDF. And then also, yeah. oh man, it's like a big, big pain point. <laughs> if I get like like a DocuSign link, like dude, seriously? It's just like a forward email from DocuSign or app files. And I'm like, that's like the, that's like the real estate, I'm like, fuck you. One thing you know I was complimented me, on as a buyer's agent actually was the offer packages that I would send would always be extremely yeah. clean. The mentor that I was yeah. working with was all about just saying exactly what's in the offer, having a cover yep. page, having the letter right there, the pre-approval just completely organized. And mm -hmm. just that presentation just made it so much easier for the listing agent. So you need a mentor yeah. to tell you stuff. We created like a template for our team and it's like the same thing every time. The the subject line is, it says offer and then the address. So, so many agents forget to incorporate even the address. And then in the body oh, of the shit. email, it's a little bit of context about the client. And then it's six bullet points with the salient points we've pulled directly from the contract. And then the contract is a PDF. And then the pre-approval is a PDF and that's it. That's what my team does. It's our standard operating procedure for every single offer we present. And same thing with like that you just said, Eric, so many, if, if I'm on the buying side, so many listing agents are like, it was easy to read. It was clean. The presentation was on point and yep. like, it's just professional. It just and, prepares and you for the communication with that agent too. It gets yes. you excited to open escrow and do a transaction with an agent that's competent and organized yes. because then you're for like, sure. all right, this person's going to be on the ball when it comes to disclosures and contingencies and everything like that. So look at that. I know a little Absolutely. bit of real estate stuff right here. I do have a little <laughs> bit of experience. That's impressive, man. Having, having that nice little button up offer presentation goes such a long way as, as opposed to me having to sit here and download a zip file that I don't know how many viruses I'm getting, right? From Instanet or from MLS, like that offer presentation is huge. So not to go off on a tangent, but if you are listening to this, get a, a, a your offers organized, right? These are little, little, little things that will mm -hmm. increase the probability of you getting a deal accepted, an offer accepted, your buyers liking you even more, so on and so forth. Any, any final thoughts here before we move on to the bane of my existence? Well, I would say, I mean, I like talking to the agent before they send the offer, like talking through it about what's going to be, what's going to work and what's not. And then I know what to expect. And yeah, I want it in like a PDF. So if it's like they send me some link and I haven't even talked to them, it's like, what is this? I hate it. So I would mm -hmm. kind of rather mm -hmm. talk to the agent ahead of time and have them call me if they're sending an offer to go over things. But you guys are like probably running, you know, when you're running huge teams, then it's a little bit different. I kind of like the personal aspect of it right now. But if I grow and, and get a big team, I probably would feel differently. So 
Well, no, so think, basically yeah. what I would do is I would first, the only time I'd pick up the phone really, unless I had questions, I would call, Hey Shane, this is Dan O'Neill with Signature Beer Properties. I'm just letting you know that I'm going to be sending over an offer package and an email uh, in the next about five yeah. minutes. I just wanted to give you a heads up. My buyer is XYZ, 20% down with my go-to lender, my go-to uh, attorney. Uh, they're waiving inspection, waiving appraisal. Everything will be in there. The pre-approval, we can close in 45 days or we can close in 90. depends on whatever your seller would yeah. like. But I all that, that will be in the email. And if you have any questions, you let yeah. me know. And then bam, email comes through, communication, and that offer is getting accepted. Nine out of 10. Yes. Times. Yeah, you do that. You, you know, kind of warm it up. But I don't, I, I'll text the agent. I'm going to shoot him a text, be like, hey, yeah, great showing. We're bringing an offer. That's it. Like, I, I don't feel like I need to pick up a call and, and establish a rapport with the agent and kind of like float my offer by them. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've gotten out of that. I've had agents do that to me. And I'm like, you know, cause it's one thing if, if, a, if I'm on the listing side and I have a buyer's agent do that and they float this offer by me and I'm like, sure, go ahead, bring it. And then, you know, most agents would go ahead and tell their client like, Hey, we might be getting an offer. And then you don't get that shit. And then it's just like, I who looks never like the jerk say off there. we're getting an offer until it's in my inbox. Yeah. In writing. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, good practice to have, but the whole little pre-offer foreplay, I'm just not into that. Uh, I'll shoot them a text and then I'll, I'll drop the, the hammer. Oh, that was disgusting. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Pre-offer foreplay and then drop the hammer. Oh, my God, I didn't mean any Only of those sexual one thing windows on that. It like literally. I'm sorry. It happened. Uh, I, I had a I had a buyer in 2018 who lost out on about like 14 properties over a six month period, and they were so desperate they wrote a non contingent offer in a house um, in East Los Angeles, and I drove the offer to the listing agent and wow. stayed. You know, met them like at the open house, stayed for like the last 20 minutes, walked around, and then handed them the offer package. I was like, this is how important it is to my clients. This is a non-contingent offer at this price. They ended up getting the property, no contingency. So they still did an inspection, but the inspection mm -hmm. discovered creosote. Have you guys heard of creosote? What the hell is that? Creosote is, for... exactly. No one has. Yeah, it's a cream I put on my face. No, that's CeraVe. <laughs> cream you put on your back. Creosote is something that they, that they used to put on railroads to like, deter termites and bugs so wow. the, so we wow. go to the inspection it's hotter that day than the open house and mm. apparently the hotness the heat makes the creosote <laughs> smell seep through the wood floors and it smelled like tar throughout the oh, entire no. house and then it was this entire back and forth turned into an, a lawsuit but anyway drive oh, the uh drive the listing package to the agent as a eric i have to say I, the more that well. i the more that we do these podcasts and the more that, I mean, you're really interviewing like the top of the industry professionals. I, I really actually do think you'd be a pretty good agent uh, if, if you so chose, you know, back in the day, well, I thought you knew nothing, but yeah. now I, well, I, look, I don't, I don't know. I don't know much. I'll tell you that. I know way more about content, but enough to, well, to let me scrape by and, you know, make jokes about it for the last eight years. Well, speaking of knowing onto topic number three in the main of this. my existence, we'll look at this layup here. Meta, finally. I mean, we've been talking about this for quite some time. That's a three mm -hmm. for three. Meta, we've been talking about this for quite some time. Twitter rival Threads. Threads, what a diabolical name, has launched. Here's what you need to know. Uh, after months of teasing it, it's finally here. Instagram's version of Twitter. I'm going to let Eric explain this because I was on the phone with him last night. I downloaded it. I downloaded the wrong app uh, to begin with. Then I swear to God, you could ask Eric. I went on it for two seconds. I saw basically the only 12 people that I would not want to see ever on my timeline. The 12 people, right? 12 for 12. It made me want to delete all of my social media. Uh, I'm infuriated. I do love Twitter simply because it's where I find my sports and my news and all of the above. And it's just like, you know, hey, I sent out a tweet. What, what did you send out a thread? What, what? It's just so, so silly. So I, Eric, I will let you articulate what this is from Meta. Uh, they're constantly evolving here, constantly putting out new stuff, and I just wanted to lead all social media. So, Eric, would you take the floor, my friend? Yes. Threads. One of my first threads, a.k.a. tweets on the new Instagram platform, I said that Instagram slash meta is infinity stoning the entire social media space. Does anyone here know what the infinity stones no. are from Marvel? No. No one knows who Thanos is? Shane, you have kids, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. I know. Thanos, who, he collects all the infinity, infinity stones. stones. He could travel in time. Anyway, Instagram is basically taking the best of every single app, right? They took stories from Snapchat. They took TikTok onto Reels. They took the messaging feature from Snapchat. They're, they're basically the amalgamation of everything, every single social platform. And now they have their own app, Threads. So Threads is not on the Instagram app, but you could connect your Instagram and following and everything to it. So the second you get there, um, some of your following will import the amount of people that were 
actually on thread. So what's awesome about it is you already have a built-in following, right? So the second you sign up, you're going to start getting followers immediately from all of your other followers from Instagram to threads. So unlike TikTok mm. or Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, you're not starting from scratch. So you get an immediate dopamine rush from all the followers you already have. The engagement on threads so far is incredible. I have 60,000 plus on Twitter right now. I get 10 likes basically, or if I post something good, maybe 30 likes on threads. I'm already getting 200 likes with only like six or 7,000 followers. So you get that immediate early adopter feel and excitement. And just as a content creator, I feel like I could be more free with the stuff I say on threads. Like on Instagram, I'm so pigeonholed to the, the you, not the YouTube, the, uh, the real estate algorithm where everything I have to do is about a real estate joke. Everything I post in my story has to be about social media or real estate. And I feel like I have way more to offer in terms of sports, politics, humor, marketing. And now I could just like voice it on this new app without having to do it to an audience that only wants to see real estate stuff. So that's what I'm excited about. Um, I have way more stuff on here too, but I just want to kick it to uh, Shane because I know you're like hyper against this for some reason. You downloaded threads and then smashed your phone to pieces and yelled at a buyer's agent. So I don't know. Like, what's your problem? (laughs) (laughs) Like, why are you so Um, mad, man? uh, So here's the thing. Uh, Threads to me feels like Twitter laced with FOMO. And um, I think currently right now it's in a stage where it's, it's buzzy. It's trendy. They've hit, I can't even tell you how many millions you okay again, man? Uh, you know, in the first couple of days, I'm not, I'm I'm not laughing. I'm, I'm coughing. I've had like a cold for two weeks. Go ahead, Shane. But anyway, so like with the influx of users so quickly, I feel like it's inevitable that that drop off is going to be severe. I think people are going on there because it's new. They're trying to explore the space. I feel like a lot of those users are going to die off and people are going to figure out or try to understand how to use, uh, how to use threads. I think the problem comes from a real estate context. Like how do we actually use it and provide information on a solely text or meme based platform that's like valuable to the consumer. And it's very challenging. uh, And it's stuff that they, they they can also find on any of the other, the other platforms. So I think there, there's like going to be this margin for creativity, how agents can get on there and utilize it. I like how you said that there's like the freedom to kind of like voice some of your other things that you're interested in. But then that takes away such a, like a different turn from your brand that you're creating. So it's confusing. Yes. Um, in my mind, like Twitter and my wife uses it a ton with her business because it's like Twitter is a very quick way to report news. Uh, if there's closures, if, if things are happening, like that's like sports scores, right? Things that are happening in real time. I just don't see that uh, occurring within the real estate space. And I think that's where the problem is going to be specifically for real estate agents uh, is, yes. is where my position is coming from. Yes. And, and, and I agree too. And, and Eric, um, to your point, you know, you said that you could be kind of a little more free and let it fly, you know, but isn't it, aren't the people that are following you, they're following you from the broke agent account. So if you started talking about sports or, or politics, whatever it might be, like th- those are the same people. So now it's kind of like, right. They're following yeah. you from a real estate, like comedy perspective. And now you're going to be hitting them over the head with, you know, the Dodgers. I think people might yeah, like yeah. It, who though. I think should be secretary of state. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think people, I think people will like it. I think that okay. Twitter is way more community based and Instagram's trying to figure out community with broadcast channels and now threads and threads. The way I use Twitter is I respond to people. I have mm. different sort of like friends and accounts on Twitter and I use Twitter as a dumping ground for ideas before I post them to Instagram because you're not as concerned about the algorithm on Twitter or concerned about mm-hmm. engagement. At least I'm not. Like threads right now, yes. I don't care if my thread gets five likes or 20 likes. On Instagram, I'm so used to the amount of like engagement that I get that I feel like I'm trapped by this similar posting style. So why not try out new different ideas on threads and have the freedom mm-hmm. to post without worrying about what your community would say. Paige, what were you going to say on well, does it do like when you respond to somebody, it's like a retweet, like it shows up on your page if you comment on somebody else's like thread mm-hmm. that they post, yeah. right? It'll show up yes. in your replies okay. and then other people could yeah. see that you've responded to that person. So it well, works just like Twitter. Like you could rethread people, you could reply to people, you could quote thread them. Gotcha. What, 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 like, what's the terminology? Like I just, I just threaded, I don't know. Like, I just tweeted, I threaded, like what, well, you know? Uh, and then the other thing too, Eric, uh, because you're so well versed on this, you just started a broadcast channel that you were talking about last week. Isn't that a direct, like, doesn't that impede on the broadcast you channel? You can't like, respond kind of just... on the broadcast channel, right? 
Yeah, great point. Yes, the broadcast yeah. channel is. I'm just going to be providing value and marketing tips in that. But that is what I said. One of my first threads was like, now what do I do in a broadcast channel? Now you have the notes section, you have stories, you have your feed, you have threads. Mm -hmm. It's extremely overwhelming. And as, as a content, yeah, look at all these apps on the phone. It's ridiculous. As a Wait, content watch, creator. That's crazy, man. Look in the bottom right. I did download the wrong app. I'm not. Only a hundred, yeah. hundred and one unread text messages, man. That's, that's good. You're up. You're uh, actually ahead of your goal for the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't let Tom Tool see that. He'll, oh, God. Gosh, he'll fire you. The where what was I saying until you stuck that phone in my face? I was I was I thought great point. You, broadcast you, went channels. To, you went back to downloading an app that didn't happen. Bro broadcast channels. And broadcast now they're, channels. they're different. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. Um so yeah, there, there's it's extremely overwhelming as a content creator to be in all these places as a brand, as a media company. Like, what are we gonna do with the BAM account? Are we gonna be tweeting out real estate news? Probably like we're not going to just be doing links to all of our blogs. Like we have to figure out a different way, but it is that yeah. early startup adoption, which is exciting. And it's good to learn because if threads takes off and you're a real estate agent, you should start consuming this content to see what can I do with this? Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of being mm -hmm. a curmudgeon like Shane, who just says, screw this. It's not going to work. It's like clubhouse. <laughs> I'm not getting out. Well, of I'm, I'm in the same boat as Shane. I get it. But yeah. I mean, you also could be think all about, about all the people something who, like a, Go for it. Think about all the people that are on Twitter or that never started at Twitter. Like Paige, you said that you haven't been on Twitter, right? I'm on it, but I'm not really. Yeah, I have an account, but I'm not okay. on it much. A lot of people aren't. Like my wife never goes on Twitter. She's going to be able to access threads. This is going to bring in an entire new demographic of people that are seeing what text-based communication is like. And it's also going to bring mm -hmm. a lot of creativity out. Like I could be funny with just text. I'm excited for you know, exploring what I could do to get engagement on this app and how I could possibly utilize it to get more followers on my Instagram, because you could directly follow people on threads to Instagram. So if you become really good yep. at engagement farming on threads, where you're replying to people or retweeting people, your Instagram following could go up. So I would use it as an agent Fair right point. now, explore it, see what you could learn from the app, see how you could utilize it, and then um, see how you could get followers on Instagram. Eric, I, I have one yeah. more question for you, uh, but what I'm going to say too is like for my, my Twitter, I'm, I'm big into UFOs. I'm a big UAP guy, right? It's, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you know, aliens are aliens, right? So if you go on my Twitter, that's <laughs> like a large- Aliens are aliens. Aliens are aliens. We don't have course. to call them UAPs. Like, I can go on a rabbit hole. We don't need to, but I'm just saying that's the majority of my Twitter. I don't think that I can go and find that on threads. So that's why I enjoy Twitter. And, and again, I get my news and that's how I consume things. But I guess the whole freedom, free speech thing, right? Is that going to translate now over to Instagram as well? Like uh, that, that's, that's not to get political, but like, that's kind of a, a concern that I was reading uh, in some yeah. of the articles. And then the other one is like, how can, I, I don't think my clients are going to be on threads. I think my clients are on Facebook, on LinkedIn, right? Like, I think that's more of an agent to agent basis. So which is how awesome can because, we? Add, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm just going to ask you, like, what, what would be your biggest piece of advice? Is it to just consume some of the content that is on threads? Is it to try to build your following? How can we as agents utilize yet another new app? Like you had that picture app a couple months ago that you were doing, right? Every 10 seconds, you open it up and you take a picture. Where's that app? <laughs> Every 10 seconds, you have to take a picture. That'd be insane. It was called Be Real. And I was completely wrong about that. Be Real. One. And nobody uses that anymore. And it's dead. And everybody who used it is also dead. So I don't know what I would do is I was, I would consume on threads, like your, your initial thing, like any app, like when you go on TikTok, the first thing you should do is consume a bunch of content, see what's working, what's not. So that'll at least give you a feel for the platform, then post okay. something out, retweet something, see what the engagement's mm -hmm. like. But I think from an agent to agent perspective, this is going to be great for community building. So maybe your client's not on threads yet, but you're going to have a network okay. of agents listening to you. And you could respond to other agents. You could respond to the broke agent account and meet other agents. And those are agent to agent referrals, just like any other social network. And then also I would okay. share your threads to your Instagram stories or to your actual feed. So you can start developing a following on threads. It just like right now, it feels exciting. When you go on the app, it feels like an untapped kind of, I hate to use the word safe space, but like Twitter is all about political dunking and fighting and news and UFOs. reply guys and ufos and just like it's warfare right it's really fun i love twitter i'm obsessed with twitter but threads mm -hmm. and your instagram community is so different like we've said before with with page like on tiktok you could get hate because people don't follow you necessarily yeah. it's an algorithm mm -hmm. that pushes your stuff like instagram just has 
a, a better community base where it does feel like this might be a little cleaner, safer, uh, less battle royale feeling type of place. <laughs> Agreed. And, and listen, anytime that uh, when you have Gary V uh, hopping out of uh, his caves and, you know, doing his whole thing, <laughs> spiel on it, uh, you know, that, that means there's something to it. But, you know, who knows? He also is big in NFTs and he's been wrong before, but no big deal. Uh, point being is if you're not on threads, get on it. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments. Make sure you download the right app. Uh, I don't know what I downloaded. I probably have 130 viruses on my phone right now. Yeah, it's I was not hard. Asking Eric, it's like, not hard. Just go to the app store and download threads. It's the first <laughs> well, one. Well, I mean, it is because there's, there's, there's two different, right? Like the, the, the one is purple. <laughs> it with, is. with It looks like a tic-tac-toe <laughs> thing, as you saw. And then yeah. the one, the other one is, is Instagram. So make sure you download the right one. Uh, let us know if you're using it and, and how you think we can benefit from it. You won't see me on there. Uh, I can tell you that much. But uh, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I am it, wrong. It also assigns a, a crazy dystopian number to you. So this is like no, your it's the number that you, you are able to see it. You downloaded it. The downloaded yes. number you are. So I, like I'm, a million ten. Exactly. So it actually shows up in your Instagram profile to let everybody know that you're on threads, which is genius. So that way people could just head to my profile, click it and follow me straight from there. But I don't really like the look of the number. You can hide that. But temporarily, I want to keep that on just because I want people to know I'm on it. So I'm sure we'll have uh, some some more information on threads and best practices as this hell continues. Yes. Hey, listen, this is, you know what? We're here to, to give everybody the up-to-date in news and information. And this happened really yesterday. So yeah. within 24 hours, we are, we are giving you guys what you need to do, where you, where you need to be. That's right. Speaking of what you need to do and where you need to be, it is that time of the week, Eric, where we will share the marketing of the week. Yes. And we have a video teed up here. I love the live reactions. Eric sent me the video. I told him I didn't want to watch it. I don't like watching it until we are here live in front of all of y'all. So Eric, uh, maybe let's tee up this, uh, the old reaction video here. Yeah, Haley, you can, you can throw this up there. This is a realtor named Patrick. Shane's probably gonna hate it. Yeah, of course, of course. This is on threads, uh, I'll Patri fucking load Pat it. This is from Patrina Owen, and I have been sent okay. this video probably a hundred times in DMs, and it's about, do all realtors mm -hmm. work the same? This is a viral video. Let's watch it and mm -hmm. react. Did you know that not all realtors work the same? Like, does your realtor know how to do chine turns and high heels? Wow. Or do yoga with her dogs? Or even a one-arm push-up? Just kidding. When you interview me, I provide you with a list of questions that you can ask other realtors that you might be interviewing so that you can clearly see the value because we definitely do not all work the same. Okay. All right. That music slaps though. I got to be honest. I wasn't expecting a one-arm push-up there. That, that was, was awesome. uh, that was really yeah. impressive. Um, and the, I mean, the dogs right from the beginning captures my attention. Uh, I mean, that's a really good video. I was watching her feet the whole time to see if she's going to, cram one of those stilettos into one of the, the, <laughs> the little sidewalk gaps. I mean, that I was most impressed with her ability to walk dogs, walk in those shoes and talk. I mean, that's like dynamite material. I thought yeah. I mean, I walk into she was so cute. I was like, yes, go girl. She's like, obviously not super professional, but there's, it's very unique, but there's going to be people that resonate with what she's doing, like fitness people or like people that love their dogs. Yeah. And mm. so I feel like she's going to find some people that resonate with her um but yeah it's not like one of those reels where she's like all buttoned up it's not for everybody there's gonna people be people that think she's like a little you know not professional enough maybe but i thought she was cute i love that she showed some of her personality people love this video too. this has over five hundred thousand yeah. views on instagram i don't know how many on tiktok or if it's uploaded to tiktok but That's just awesome. shows you that a video of just yeah completely authentic completely random someone doing one arm push-ups walking their dogs the pink aesthetic um mm -hmm. performed really well for her and she just you know she only has 1700 followers hopefully after this she gets gets a few more but i bet something like this has garnered a few i don't know potential referrals or at least now people are aware that she exists so i think oh, the, the ability I mean, to go viral on instagram right now has really picked up um and accounts mm -hmm. with less followers are getting way more views than accounts with a lot of followers so instagram's definitely pushing organic reach also 
Yeah, and let's just hope that she doesn't start making rap videos, right? Like, let's uh, yeah. let's get let's get away from the rap videos in real estate. For the love of God, if I see one more, I'm telling you, I'm deleting my Instagram page. I, I, that's a promise. I'm telling you. I love that she was unique. I love that that was different. I've never seen anything like that. She showed her value props while she was maybe joking around. I'm, I'm sure that she does absolutely crush it in her business. And like you said, it's eyeballs, eyeballs. Page, I'm sorry, what oh, were you I was saying? just gonna say, I think people want to work with people that they like and they relate to. Like people, they get an idea for who she is, and they want to go out and look at houses or have somebody sell their house that they relate to, instead of like having some random guy show up that like either is like super buttoned up and boring or like is super casual and smells like, like Cheetos. Like I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, like Shane. I felt like she was super cute. There's gonna be people that relate to her. And they're like, oh, I want to work with her. She seems fun, and you know, that's who I want to spend my couple months with while going through this process. You know. Yeah. Agreed. And by the way, I mean this in a, in a sincere compliment. Well, who's the actress? Uh, and she plays um. It, this is a compliment again. She plays uh, Stifler's mom. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? She's very attractive for uh, for her age. That's that's yeah, what I'm Jennifer, trying to I mean. Like, Jennifer like, Coolidge. She's she's yeah, awesome. She's in, she just, yeah. I think she was oh, the host. She was yes. the host of the. I agree with that. Yes, uh, and she she was on uh the the show with that uh, with the house right. right? The people are watching the house. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's also she white. Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge is like one of the hottest actresses in the game right now. Is that her? Is that her name? Is Jennifer that... Coolidge. Yeah, the one that it's the yeah. Botox lady. Yeah, well, you don't. yeah, yeah. Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, yeah. she's awesome. Well, you don't. You okay, don't so that was, okay. So you got uh, that was a compliment. That that actually kind of reminded me of that, and it gave me a little nostalgic, right, of like being a kid and and, and like Stifler's mom. So that was a compliment. Shout out to her. Go follow her. <laughs> nostalgic Hopefully she gets about Stifler's mom. <laughs> yeah, of course. What do you mean? That, that's like From Topanga, American right? Like uh, yeah, Topanga. Topanga. You don't. You don't. Topanga. Yeah, Topanga right? Of course. By the way. I saw Topanga on the beach in Maui when I was like 10 years old, which is like a boy's dream. And she was, what was it? What's, what's her name? Like Danielle something, but Topanga, I was Topanga. infatuated with Topanga. Right. So that's what I'm saying. That was a compliment. All right. Well, yes. speaking of uh, infatuation and compliments and Topanga and what an episode, let's, let's button this up here. Make sure you get your Bamax subscription. Make sure you like and subscribe here. We, uh, promo code walkthrough here, uh, promo Eric, code is that correct? Walkthrough, get in BAMX right yeah. now, best community in the mm -hmm. game. We already have 400 members in there, and we've been live for like two months. We're doing multiple live streams a month, best courses in the game. And you'll get yep. tickets, exclusive tickets and offers to our events, which we do have one coming up in September. But also, if you're listening to this right now, August 22nd, Tom Ferry Bam Bash, it is officially happening. So we will have links for that on the next walkthrough episode, so make sure you stick around for that. Everybody follow Shane Bergman, follow Utah yes. Real Estate page. They are the best mm -hmm. content creators in the game. We probably cover a video of theirs like every episode, Dan. This is the first yeah. time we haven't covered a video of theirs because they're actually yeah. on the show. And we just covered yeah. a random video. So next time we'll have them to actually talk about that. Shane, don't yes. yell at any buyer's agents today. I will never be calling a listing agent shit. again after you guys. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you guys for, for coming on. We appreciate you very much. Thank you all for listening. That is another episode of The Walkthrough. Download threads, and uh, maybe we'll see you on there. Me and Shane won't, but maybe Paige and Eric will. So we'll see you, see you on next threads. week. Avoid at all costs. See you on threads. See you in, in Guantanamo Bay.